0: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. Today, episode 6, we're going to talk about a very important subject for people. Is Disney Star Wars just for kids or has it always been for kids? That's a topic that we feel that we need to talk about because the internet is kind of crazy lately. Um, I don't know what's going on, but you know, let's jump right into it and let's talk about this. <laughs> But you know, before we do that, let's talk about something that's pretty cool that just happened, and uh, let's let's segue to that first. Hey guys, I'm Tom Welling. I used to play Clark Kent on Smallville. I'm Michael Rosenbaum. I used to play Lex Luthor on Smallville. Join us every week
1: as we go back, way back. I'm excited. I know.
0: Are you? Join Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum every week as they rewind every episode of Smallville and discuss their experiences with friends, fans, and
1: co-stars. Talkville, the ultimate Smallville
0: podcast. You know, I kind of love those little pictures of them at the end because they just look silly. And I I, I want want someone to make those of us. That'd be we can pay. We can pay somebody.
1: I mean, we can find out who they used, or we can pay somebody else.
0: I don't think we need to pay anybody. I know a few people that would be willing to do this. We can cash in some favors with the uh, some <laughs> of our, our friends.
1: <laughs> I love. I love an anime head. What can I say? I can't. I can't. I can never say no to them. I
0: love them so much. Yeah, but no. Let's <laughs> let's get back onto the top. I mean, let's kind of explain that for context for people. Um, Tom Wang, Michael Rosemom are making a new podcast where they're going to rewatch the entirety of Smallville all 10 seasons of it and talk about it as kind of like an after show special kind of a thing. Like we have things like that, like after stranger things or the talking dead for the walking dead was so long. They're going to do essentially one of those, a big commentary where they just talk about all the crazy stuff from behind the scenes.
1: I can't believe that they are producing this themselves and that someone didn't approach them and have them do this and be a special feature on something. I'm so, I am so happy that we get to hear an, the real as much as they want to share of what really happened, yeah. Warner Brothers didn't pay for this. They are expecting all of us to go and listen. And as a person that did not watch Smallville, I was the minority of my group. I did not watch it. Uh I feel like I want to watch it because I get to watch it along with those guys. And hear yeah, no, like, I mean, their thoughts about that thing.
0: In our group of friends in high school, like you had me, Keen, and Kevin. We were like watching that all the time, and you were like, I'm good, man. And you like never yeah. watched it with us. But we like watched the crap out of it.
1: It was so, I don't know what about it. WBTV w- 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 in the mid 2000s had a slew of those shows and they just didn't appeal to me. Now, since then, and through many, and through the pandemic, I have now seen the Gilmore Girls like three times. So like, I feel like I kind of get this vibe. Is Smallville like Gilmore Girls with superpowers? No. No. Like a quaint small town. Okay, it's like Mean Girls meets The Breakfast Club meets Superpowers. No. Okay, then I'm super excited to watch Smallville. Okay, (laughs) what it is? Um. I mean,
0: did you ever watch Supernatural?
1: No. Again, that's one of those um, shows.
0: (laughs) What about any of the CW shows, like The Flash, Arrow, any of that stuff?
1: I I watched Hercules. I watched Xena. I watched, uh, they had that's a, a good
0: idea. That's close. That's close enough. I guess for you. Really? Yeah, really.
1: I, I watched some Highlander. Some of the Highlander TV show would play And I would watch that. Not show. so much. Not okay, so much.
0: Okay. Anyways, anyways, um, we got, um, we were fortunate enough to be reached out to by, by the, the team over there, uh, to discuss this, that show and, uh, get some involvement. And I'm pretty excited about it. Cause it's going to mean some cool stuff. So uh, we're not going to announce it yet, but just, we get some cool guests to promote that show. <laughs> Let your mind job. wander that. Yeah. Anyways, let's go into, uh, let's go right into it. So Star Wars. Um, with the latest sequel trilogy wrapping up a couple years back, I think a lot of people have been accusing Disney of making Star Wars for kids. And. I think a lot of people tend to forget that George Lucas never intended for Star Wars to be anything but essentially an older kid show.
1: Yeah. And I feel like I tricked myself with this Obi-Wan show. I bought the hype machine. I was ready. I had already built the show that I wanted to see in my mind and that's not what's happening. And they're making choices in the show that are a different way, but I watched like, three press junkets where Ewan McGregor is talking about how, you know, those movies were really poo-pooed by a lot of people, but seven-year-olds would come up to him and be like, hey, that movie changed my life. Like that was the most impressive thing. Uh, Star Wars does like some of the stuff I don't like in the Obi Wan show. It's like, why are these scenes so long with people's emotions? Like how long do we have to see this little girl's face go from happy to frowny? But it's like, oh, That is because that is how kids learn emotions. This is like a, right? It's like a teaching thing of anger. And Star Wars has always been archetypal. And I feel like this was the first time that I need to come to terms with. I need to look at this through the lens that it is and not the lens and not put it into the box that I want it to be. It's not high art. It's not going to be, it needs to be a show for a very wide, a very wide audience and unfortunately, we're not going to get nuanced or complicated Star Wars stories for a very long time.
0: Right. And I think, <clears throat> I mean, mind you, Star Wars has aged up a bit since it first came out. Sure. But at the same time, um, I mean, George Lucas had never intended this to be anything but what it is. It meant to be to appeal to a wide audience. And when he made the prequels, he even said explicitly that the prequels were made for, like, 12-year-old kids. Right. That was the target audience. It was meant to be meant to be colorful, meant to be exciting, meant to be exactly what it, it was. And in the years that had followed those the original, the original trilogy. The, when the original trilogy came out, 70s and 80s, um, I think what really made people believe that this was a much more mature concept for people was the expanded universe. Right? I mean, the expanded universe came out and we had dark stories. We had like um, I mean, before when they before the prequels came out, we had, I think the biggest crossover event they had was Shadows of the Empire. Right. And I remember that book being very mature for what it was.
1: Such a good book. It's such a good book. It's such a fun adventure. It yeah. reads like a Star Wars movie. It's so good. I can still think about Luke getting out of that jail cell and force choking dudes. It's great.
0: Like, it's, it's such an insane thing. And I think a lot of people don't realize that that was actually the first, like, cinematic shared universe kind of a thing because when the shadows of the empire came out you had the book which also tied into the game which also tied into the comics and each of those told part of a bigger story it was like the first time they tried something like that but at the same time like i said they were all very mature because the boba fett story that was made of the comics was a very mature and violent story Mm. and then you had the thrawn trilogy like the dark empire that emperor palpatine cloned himself and you have like um Luke falling and then Luke uh, Han and Leia's twins like you had all these deeper darker stories but then when the when the prequels came out it kind of reverted a lot of it it kind of went back and kind of retconned a lot of the expanded universe and then again appealed to kids so it's kind of a unique thing that we have all these these people like freaking out and bashing the Obi-Wan Kenobi show but I think In terms of Obi-Wan, I know right now we're on, we're about to get episode four this week and Mm -hmm. of the last, well, episode episode five this week. We've got two episodes left of this season. And I think people mistakenly saw this as The Mandalorian, which, mind you, is somewhat of a mature show. Book of Boba Fett, kind of, sort of, but Obi-Wan was meant to appeal more to the wider audience. But unlike those two other shows, this show was meant to be essentially a six hour long movie, not a TV show. And I think in retrospect, when the full season is done, I think people will be a lot more forgiving of it when they binge it versus watching it a week and then waiting a week.
1: Yeah. Then if that's the case, then they needed someone to punch up the beginning and ending of these things to give them a little bit more of a through line. Um I enjoy I enjoy the things that are being set up in the show. I like the way that it is kind of setting these paces right for them to do things later on with them. Um but it was I don't know. I think that we want more of Darth Vader and they will never give us more Darth Vader. I think Vader will always, always be a tease. He is the monster. He is Jaws. You only get a little taste of him every now and then. Yeah. So I don't think that we're going to get that thing that really pays off that arc. And that's, I don't know. I, as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, he put gasoline on the ground. And then he put his lightsaber in it. Now there's fire everywhere. That's how he got burned. It wasn't a lightsaber duel. He just got dragged to the rocks when they were on fire.
0: And I think <clears throat> for everything that I've heard from behind the scenes, these next yeah. two episodes are gonna like be the payoff, right? And we're actually gonna get because I mean what we've gotten so far is a slow burn story, meant to be kind of like spoon fed to kids. Like Obi-Wan has cut himself off from the force and he doesn't really have it yet. I mean, even in episode four, you can kind of see now that he's getting the force back, like the, the hallway scene where he's he's holding up the window. That's the most force power he's used in about 10 years.
1: Yeah, and he also deflected all those. He was all of a sudden, he turned that lightsaber on and very quickly was getting all he was he was batting a thousand on those uh lightsaber blasts again, just like Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, oh I'm doing it again.
0: Essentially what we're seeing is like how Stella got her groove back, but like not like sleeping with a younger man. It's Obi-Wan learning the force again. Like, we're getting that story where Obi-Wan is reopening himself. He's no longer blaming the entire universe on himself, but they're doing it in a way that the entire audience can understand it. And that's why we kind of go back to the notion that it's meant not just for adults, but it's for kids too, because kids are supposed to understand this too. And you get these plucky characters too, right? Like the the Lola robot is clearly yeah. meant to appeal to kids. Not to me. I don't. I don't care about that little thing. That thing reminds me of like, that little droid and a flubber from the Disney movie when we were kids.
1: Oh, sure. Oh, sure. The the but, the lover robot. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, like, we see this and they're like, okay, that's, that's clearly meant to sell toys. And, okay, Reva is an angry character. And that's meant to be, like, they're meant to have these characters that are almost in, like, extremes so that kids can understand it. Kids don't understand the nuances of emotion. They need them in extremes.
1: and that's what and that was where I'm at now I need to stop judging this thing I'm trying to shoehorn it into a box that it doesn't fit in you know there are other content that is for kids that older people watch there's no critiques of Ninja Turtles like this you know what I mean Ninja Turtles shows we very clearly know the audience older people will watch it and will find value in it or won't find value in it but the expectation for what those stories are are way lower where I feel like I just need to like lower my expectations with star Wars because it's not it, whatever their TV budget is, the way that they're telling these stories, we're never going to get uh the lone samurai Jedi dude with a lightsaber who does eight hours of amazing fighting with a lightsaber. Cause I don't think there's anyone in Hollywood who can do that. I don't think those stunt teams are around right now. Maybe they happen. Maybe they don't, but like they're not happening anytime soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, But I think that kind of, like I said, it kind of goes back to each one of these stories, regardless of the maturity of certain aspects of it, there is an aspect of that story that is meant to appeal to kids. Right? I mean, with The Mandalorian, you had Grogu. Right? For every fan service moment that you had, where like you had, oh my gosh, Luke just showed up and saved the universe. Every fan service moment that you had where your parents would be like, oh my God, my heart. You had these touching moments about a child that the kids of the audience could relate to.
1: Is that why we don't like Obi-Wan? Because there isn't enough fan service? Like, all of the fan service has kind of been in themes and tones. Where every episode kind of feels like, oh, the first episode kind of feels like episode one. And episode two, it literally feels a little bit like episode two. They're back in that city again.
0: Um, I don't think it's much about the fan service. But, I mean, if you want to you want to analyze The Mandalorian, right? The first eight episodes of The Mandalorian were good, Right? And I think a lot of fans resonated with it because it was the first time that we saw a Mandalorian-centered project. It was like these characters that we've we all romanticized, this these armors, these knights. Like You always wanted to know more than what the nine minutes of screen time that Boba Fett had in the entire trilogy, right? And when you get that show, you see the bounty hunter aspect. You see the scoundrel aspect. You see the, the lone wolf and cub, essentially, which was meant to be a samurai story that appealed to younger audience because the cub, right? And then you have um, every moment, every those exciting, those big moments, were these these moments that all the adults had imagined with their action figures. Like, okay, the Mandalorian is doing a, a shootout here. Okay, cool. Holy crap, he's got a a jetpack now. What is he gonna do? He's gonna fight a Tie Fighter by himself. And like, every ki- adult now probably did that as as a child with a Tie Fighter toy and a Boba Fett, and they like, he can fight him. He flies too. Like, that's what that show really appealed to people with. It was that it was essentially. All of our dreams as children, finally happening. All the the reenactments we did with action figures, finally happening. So, it kind of was fan service.
1: Okay. Then, when are we going to get the show about a Jedi who is not bitter and grizzled and turned himself off from the Force and is still with the Force and is still bumping and grinding and his level is still the same and we get to go on a fun Jedi adventure? Because I feel like every movie is the promise of a fun Jedi adventure, and sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it hits it, and sometimes it just misses the mark.
0: That's where I think it's going to get interesting. Because, I mean, Disney Plus is very, very much against making overly mature content. Like the fact that they had to up their ratings, their internal rating system, so they could allow the Netflix shows to pop up. And But The Mandalorian and all those things, they are just on every profile. No matter what you set it on, they're there. Like it's meant for everybody. But, we have in the pipeline. We have the Ahsoka show, which is coming out. Which is going to follow her um, post Return of the Jedi. She's going to be with Sabine Wren from Rebels. She's going to be with Harris Syndulla from Rebels. And they're going to be looking for a Thrawn and Ezra Bridger. And that's I think it's going to kind of appeal to the audiences of the Rebels cartoon. And you're going to get a lot of um, almost the same thing because Ahsoka is not a Jedi anymore, but she's got the Force. She's essentially a gray Jedi without the title. So we're not going to get that happy-go-lucky Jedi adventure we want because this is kind of a – that's not the story we're getting.
1: Do you think they're trying to get rid of Jedi? Do you think they're trying to build something else, some other force attuned thing that they're going to turn into?
0: I think what they're trying to do overall is – and that's kind of where people get really divisive with The Last Jedi. Was The Last Jedi was the first time that a Star Wars film was made that wasn't really for kids. And it was so
1: good. I don't. I. I. I know that there's a battle out there on the internet. I'll tell you my side. That movie's great. I love that
0: movie. I have my beef with it. As a whole, I like the movie. I have a laundry list of critiques, and they're kind of like logical critiques. Like, okay, so she's so hell bent on like saying slavery is bad. Let's free the horses and leave the slaves behind. Like that was a weird side tangent. What was the point of that? And oh, then, yeah, like, we're both sides, both both sides make money off the Star Wars, don't so you? Let's know? free the yeah. horses instead of dealing with the actual problem. Like, okay. And that other, for, that okay. other
1: Force kid, the stable boy, was still there. He has the Force right. too, because he was the stable boy. I mean, boy and
0: force. you can rationalize, like, oh, they couldn't free the slaves because the slaves had those little bombs in them. Like, that's fine, but they could have said that. They could have explained her motivation other than just freeing the horses, right? But. Sure. That movie, it has a lot of deeper, darker overlays and it didn't resonate with people because it didn't quite, it kind of like subverted expectations in ways that people weren't ready for. Kind of like how Empire Strikes Back did 30 years ago.
1: I just don't like that they're tearing down all of our fun Jedi's. I don't understand why we have to do this thing every time where they're not as strong as they were. I just we tear them all down in our minds, and it's like, yeah, I guess I want them to be as strong as my action figures, but it just makes me so sad that you know, Luke. I don't know. I I, it made me sad the way that Luke was used in the Last Jedi. I love, I like, I like that movie, but it just made me sad that uh, we didn't get we didn't get that adventure with him.
0: And I think with that show, I think that's kind of where where they're kind of going, right? I mean, what was Luke's whole stance? Like, he messed up, so he went into hiding. Kind of exactly what Obi-Wan and Yoda did, so... Yeah. It wasn't out of character for Jedi's. When they fail, they just they fail hard and they recuse themselves.
1: They fail so hard. They fail, they can they they have the ability to move rocks with their hands and their minds. When they fail, it they must have failed fallen or failed for a reason. So I understand the burden of being a Jedi. I think that's what appeals to me as well.
0: Right. But I think kind of what you're saying was his whole Was his whole stance with Rey, the lessons that he was teaching her was the whole the Jedi failed because of their arrogance. And that's why he was trying not to repeat that, but then I think the point of the sequel trilogy was not so much that the Jedi should be gone, is that the Jedi should have evolved. And that's kind of what Rey became. She became essentially a gray Jedi. She wasn't quite Jedi by all the teachings, but she wasn't even, like, she wasn't light, she wasn't dark, she was she leaned to the light more so, but she think was she just very had much those her own books? thing.
1: She didn't read those books? She she had th- those books on uh, the plate. She didn't read those books?
0: I think she read those books and realized that the Jedi Order had hid those teachings for a reason because they were too complex. Right? I mean, to go into, like, the biblical sense, right, you have the Old Testament stories of, like, the Ten Commandments, right? Where Moses came down with the law, and the law couldn't be fulfilled, so he destroyed that first law and then made a easier law for people to follow. That's where we got the Ten Commandments. And I think that's essentially what those books are, where the, the system that they were teaching was so complex and so reliant on personal judgment that they made the Jedi Order out of, like, Let's use um, some rules. Let's just follow I'm, these I'm, rules.
1: Right. So I'm laughing. because so, what you're saying is that there is good news. Ray is the New Testament. She's the good news. She's the gospel. She's here to tell you. Listen, I read the old stuff. I got some new ways to do it. And there's way less labels involved.
0: Not so much. I don't think I don't <laughs> think even remotely that we can say that Ray is like the Jesus of Star Wars because people will people will get the pitchforks and the torches. And I honestly don't think that's a good idea. I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, do I think that they succeeded? No, they got, probably not.
1: No, I think they got way too scared of it, and that's why they made her a Palpatine. They no. were like, "Nope, we're not doing anything where the Force manifested a baby to fight to fight off evil in the universe." That is Kylo Ren. We cannot deal with that yeah. cosmic level of stuff.
0: Yeah, I and then you kind of go back to like the fact that like ray wasn't meant to be a palpatine from the start i mean there was they were talking about making her like a skywalker like a true like luke's kid or maybe she's the the descendant of obi-wan kenobi and maybe he had a love and like they had all these different things that they were talking about doing and then like the ninth the 11th hour they're like let's make her a palpatine because that's gonna make that's gonna make it full circle and i don't know that's that is what it is but Luke think- told her
1: she was a nobody. Kylo Ren told her she was a nobody. She was just a nobody. She was just a person that had a gift and she was doing something with it. She didn't have to come from anywhere. She was just Ray. Right. Also, I hate when she says that her name's Skywalker. Not because I'm happy that she takes that on like a mantle, but like she told everybody every single movie her name was just Ray. I just wanted her to stand in that power like Prince or Cher. I'm just Ray. Just like one name, no last name.
0: Who are you?
1: Ray. Yeah. She's she. No.
0: She's,
1: <laughs> she can be whoever she wants to be, I guess. I just wish she could have right? just been Ray. She was just Ray.
0: It would have made honestly more sense if she said Ray Solo. I'd have been like, okay, I can believe that then, because she just took on Kylo's name. That would have yeah. made more sense in my brain.
1: Yeah, like but. that's the 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 because they that was they were supposed to be in love, right? She didn't get to fall in love with uh, Finn anymore. That she was in love with solo instantly.
0: Yeah, pretty much. They saw him, and she's like, "Damn, look at that guy! He's so tall.
1: But, He's so tall. He looks like a marine."
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that kind of comes back to—I mean, they—they they don't give us these complex stories. And the first time that they actually gave us one that teetered the complexity of true philosoph- philosophical nature, like the everything Luke was doing in the Last Jedi, went over kids' heads, and. I think audiences didn't resonate with it because it wasn't Star Wars. Because Star Wars has always been about appealing to everyone. And Star Trek has always been the story that's all philosophical and all like high science. And Star Wars has always been the fantasy and the emotion. And when they went too hard into that other territory, it got weird for people.
1: Mm. I will allow them to make whatever choices they want to moving forward. And when I see these things, when you're telling me that there's more shows coming out, I need to know that first and foremost, these programs are for a wide audience, specifically children. And if there is an artistic value to them, great. But that's not what they're aiming for.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, with Kenobi, like we brought up, I mean, you have these stories where they're kind of appealing to kids. They're showing emotion, but they're also kind of character pieces. They're, they're kind of teetering that especially the first episode they're trying to like point out the artistic value of of high emotion right like with cope now he just wallowing in his own self-pity and closing himself off and you have all these moments where you just kind of watch the emotions breathe and like every time something bad happened, like when, when owen was like uh he's basically slapped him with the the truth bomb that you failed once why are you gonna even get near this other kid and then like after that like like he trained his father like after that, you had this long breathing moment where you just saw him contemplate like, I really did mess up the whole universe by training the wrong kid, and then it like let you breathe for a bit. So you had like these first couple of episodes where they're kind of reinforcing why Kenobi feels like he needs to shut himself off from the universe. And then here we go, where he's he's opening himself up back to the force because he knows that he can't do it anymore.
1: Do you think he can do anything anymore do you think he has? do you think he has one more gasp in him to show that what of what he once was because i don't feel like this show i just don't i don't see where the, they just set up all this stuff that's not going to be paid off i feel like you know what i mean we're going to end this, this this ends in two episodes right
0: but that's also still two hours
1: yeah, I think we're going to end and just see. We had what an entire it is. Star Wars
0: movies in the same amount of time that these last two episodes give us.
1: Yeah, and the people have real big problems with those movies. So I don't know how, I don't know what they could do in two hours, my friend. I'm a little, I'm a little worried.
0: I think if they really like, the way I see it is this is like, if this is meant for a wide audience, if it's meant for kids, if it's meant to sell products, unless they stick the landing in these next two episodes, kids aren't going to want to buy an Obi Wan Kenobi figure because they're going to be bored. Sure. So I think that they're going to. They're, they put enough of their eggs in this basket that these final two episodes are going to appeal to everyone. And we're going to talk about it for ages. Like, did you see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fight in Mustafar? Did you see that? Did you see them fight in the temple? Did you see that? Like, that's what I'm expecting that to happen. just some... it happen. Did,
1: it didn't happen last week, Taylor. It did not no, it happen last week.
0: And I think, I mean, there's a lot of fan theories out there saying that the reason why Vader just kind of like, burned him and like let him go essentially was because he knew that obi-wan wasn't there yet he wanted to face him in his prime so he wanted to push him to his prime
1: like michael jordan he doesn't want to face you he doesn't want to fight you right now come back yeah. to me when you're stronger it's
0: like dude, we'll do some push-ups and come back and let's fight <laughs>
1: like, i mean listen i always uh, vader does whatever whatever vader wants to do no one tells vader what to do there is no motivations he has destroyed everything in his life. So whatever Vader wants to do is going to be, is fine with me. As a character, I'm okay with knowing, like, I was going to choke that person out. Great. He's going to slam that woman do a thing. Nobody can say no to him. I'm fine with all of that stuff. I, I don't feel like we're going to get the scenes we want with Vader. We're not going to get paragraphs. We're not going to get any closure with that stuff. It's all going to happen in a fight scene.
0: I think I think we'll get some stuff. I mean, the way I see it, and, and this he, is he, why he, I'm being he's, optimistic. He's this is why helmet. I'm being optimistic.
1: He's going to take off the helmet. He's going to say, let me see your real face. And it's going to go,
0: No, No, Um, I heard from a few people a long time ago that there was going to be an epic duel between the two of them. And the whole reason they brought back Hayden Christensen was so that when they fight, He's going to whack him in the face, break open his helmet. And you're going to have a half exposed face while he's fighting him. Right. And they have and to like get the. Literally, why would you bring back Hayden for not. not you, I mean, right. We had one two second shot of him dressed up as Anakin again. And then we saw like the one two minute montage of could have been Hayden in the. Yeah, suit,
1: yeah. Right? I love when they lie to us, like we're supposed to know. That could be any dude in a suit, like you. That guy's just walking around. Like, there's no way I can know how he walks.
0: Like seriously, so that's what I'm saying. Like they, they would not have. Like, I don't know. I feel like either they overhyped us, or they just basically were like, we're just doing it for for marketing. And but I really feel like there's going to be a payoff, and. We'll see what happens on Wednesday, because if it doesn't, like, we don't see that glimmer of hope next week, then I don't know then.
1: Do you think that they're setting up for another series? Do you think this is a slow burn for for Obi-Wan? Season two? Obi-Wan, <laughs> the Corinthians. Do you think we're we're going to get Obi-Wan where he does more stuff, where he's watching Luke in the shadows?
0: Maybe. But I don't think there's enough for that that story to be told, to be honest. Yeah. I think... What we have here is what we have here, and I think that's that's what it's supposed to be. I mean, it's meant to be the story that it's meant to be. Um, but here, I found up, I found that quote. Just to kind of bring it up. Um, a few years back at Star Wars Celebration, back in like 2017, George Lucas wanted to remind everyone that Star Wars had always been for children. Um, he had told at, actor Warwick Davis uh, from Willow and who played Wicket that essentially Star Wars has always been intended to be enjoyed by 12-year-olds. He basically said that critics are being mean and hypercritical and everything that, but the whole point of Star Wars for him has always been about friendships, honesty, trust, doing the right thing, living on the right side, and avoiding the dark side. Those are the things that it was meant to do, right? I mean, Star Wars had always essentially been a story about...
1: Morality plays, right,
0: right, right. Right? And we know that George Lucas does his homework. We know that he knows a lot about these things. I mean, we saw his, his work in the um Indiana Jones films. He clearly does a lot of historic historical views on ancient philosophy and religion on Joseph Campbell. On he he's not he's not an idiot. Oh I mean, yeah. You can say what you prophet. will about his directing ability, but he's not a dumb person. Sure. So he had always targeted Star Wars to be a platform to reinforce morality, and that's why he made it so on-the-nose. I mean, good guys get the bright colors. Bad guys get the dark colors. Like, <laughs> Right. Like, it was, it was exactly what it was always meant to be. It wasn't like Dune, where all the bad guys are wearing, like, lighter colors, and the good guys are wearing black. Like, it wasn't right. like...
1: Everyone's an edgelord in that dude. Everyone's wearing yeah. black leather with a with a really chic thing and a knife at their side. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: But he had always meant this project to be about like for kids, right? I mean, he always wanted kids to be able to enjoy it as well as the adults. And um, the adults can can love the homages. They can uh, they can enjoy the oh, that's clearly Seven Samurai. Oh, well, that's clearly a World War II dogfighter. Like he meant for these projects to wow the children and to reminisce with the adults and coincidentally now we have i mean that's what's coincidentally it's just it's kind of the fact of the matter is we have audiences who grew up with star wars in their childhood and we have multiple generations of that exact thing happening so of course people are going to want to gravitate that oh my star wars was always meant for adults because when i saw it when i was a kid i showed it to my kids when i was in my 30s or 40s so my star wars is for adults
1: and listen, I need to remember that this is all Star Wars TV, and who knows what's gonna happen next in the Star Wars cinematic universe.
0: Well, we got Taika White, White TV where I have never I have pronounced his last name. <laughs> ah! Um we have Taika making his Star Wars movie.
1: Great. It's and... gonna be it's gonna be really funny, it's gonna be well paced, it's gonna have some great action scenes in it, it's gonna be super weird and uh great. But even that, I mean, I don't know. That's not going to be a Jedi story, I bet. He likes normal people. He likes fun people. He likes aliens.
0: I could see him making a two and a half hour movie about weirdo droids and just being like, that's his movie.
1: Yeah. Right. And they're just like talking in a factory the whole time.
0: Like, I don't know. I mean.
1: He was IG-88.
0: IG-11, but yeah.
1: Well, which one was it? Yeah. You're okay. Right. Okay, we'll see, yeah. He's another one.
0: Yeah. And, but like, I don't know, man. Mm. Taika is a good director and a lot of people criticize him for being overly comedic but I mean watch episode 2 guys I mean the entire third act was like blasters, lightsabers and then whatever the hell C-3PO was doing as comic relief for the entirety right. of that battle sequence right. right? so I don't know maybe we'll get a an, an amazing deep dark Star Wars movie with some weird humor in it because I saw Jojo Rabbit and that movie was like okay this is weird okay oh no it's dark Oh, it's Ooh. so good.
1: Judge a Rabbit. But it was good,
0: it. right? Yeah, so, and
1: yeah, maybe maybe you get like a, a a real cynical Empire movie where we see the Empire and how terrible it is and we see somebody defect from the inside, maybe. You could
0: do that. And like some comedic about it, like, I couldn't be around there anymore. They were terrible. Yeah, yeah. Why are you joking about it? It's the only way to deal with the, cope, the coping of the crap that we went through. Right. I don't know. But who knows what we get out of this? I mean, but- I think in the end, people just need to remember that George Lucas had always intended Star Wars to be for kids. And being too cynical about it is a product of an entire generation who grew up with the expanded universe. Because the expanded universe was our way of darkening the world around the bright moments of the movies.
1: Listen, you, 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 you the picture speaks for itself. It is Disney's Star Wars, and that is what it's going to be. And it's yeah. going to be Disney Star Wars for a long time to come.
0: But And and that's the the truth of it, but at the end of the day, people like me, I can still go to the stores with my son and buy stuff like this, right? Excalibur. This this is for me, not for him, but this is for me because as a kid, I had always wanted to hold a lightsaber in my hand. I always wanted to have that moment because those were the moments of my childhood. And then as an adult, we often recess back to things that make us feel comfortable. They often look back at things that remind us of our youth where times were simpler where times were happy so when you see things like this in the store you think back the first time you saw luke blast this thing up with a green blade and it reminds you of when time was better and that's why star wars is meant for kids because it it's during our times of innocence and yeah and as adults, not, that's what and we crave
1: yeah and it's not my star wars anymore I had a Star Wars. There's a Star Wars I enjoy. There was a time and moment. There are images from it. I have them in my home. I have them on my coffee mugs. There are moments in Star Wars that mean a lot to me. And you know, they may be few and far between. It is something I enjoy, but I need to put a little less stock into it, I think.
0: Maybe. And I think we just need to look at it in the same lens that we we looked at it when we were kids, right? Not being we weren't twelve year old cynical we, kids. Went we, to like, see-
1: we we like the lightsaber battle. The yeah. the pod race was pretty good,
0: right? I mean, I remember the first time you and I saw a Star Wars movie together, and I think uh, I mean it wasn't wasn't the prequels. It was when they re released the original trilogy in like the mid nineties. Yeah, and I remember you like bringing up the fact that holy crap, job Jabba the huts in this movie, and like he looks so cool. But now in retrospect, that CGI was pretty parable. But we were wowed by it because it was what it was. We didn't right. we didn't like sit in the theaters and be cynical and be like. Wow, why would Jabba the Hutt show up in Han Solo's? Like, who says he crawls? He should be—he should be carried around. Like, that's what we do now. We critique the crap out of things.
1: Well, maybe but then there's we over, didn't and care. Maybe there's also an oversaturation because we were so hungry for anything that was new. You know, I had watched my Star Wars VHS till they were—you know—the covers were falling off of them. I mean, I watched those movies over Return of the Jedi, especially, just over and yeah. over and over again.
0: I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just that because Disney has come out and given us literally more Star Wars content than we had for like 40 years. Yeah. Maybe that's why people are being cynical now. Mm. But, I mean, it kind of, it is what it is, right? I mean, at the end of the day, my kids will grow up in a world where they have full access to as much Star Wars as they can handle. Yep. And there's going to be moments on where, demand,
1: in a safe yeah. portal where your kids can access it, where they can watch it at their friends' houses. They will access that content the same way. It's from one place to another place. It is the same portal.
0: Right. And, you know, sometimes Star Wars does trend into adult, mature territory. I mean, if you watch the Star Wars Clone Wars TV show, there's about five or six episodes throughout the show, maybe one or two every season where they start going into deep topics, like human trafficking or or things like that. Like, well, like, wow, this is this is a kid's show, but then you remember this is a moral story that they're teaching the kids. But 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 the
1: but the but your numbers make total sense. Two out of twenty-six episodes, two out of twelve episodes, that is a minority of episodes. Right. I promise you the rest of those episodes are we gotta get to the cantina, do do battle, 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 shoot, 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 shoot. We gotta get to the chopper, do do yeah. do, do,
0: And that's essentially what you get. It's like you what they did with these products is they gave children a way to see morality to see all these life lessons and then they sprinkled on some deep stuff in there so that they would remember that as they grew up like okay yeah so clearly as I remember from watching Star Wars human trafficking is very bad
1: very bad it's very bad Uh, but they did it in a
0: way to give us these these really good profound lessons
1: uh, in very simple ways I learned from Star Wars that child soldiers are bad I didn't know that before Star Wars now I've seen Star Wars child soldiers are bad
0: right i mean i mean as an <laughs> adult you're like wow child's elders is just terrible but as a kid you're like maybe if i was drafted in the jedi it would have been cool to grow up as a jedi but like i know i don't know i know it's
1: weird it's weird i feel you i feel you
0: but like i said at the end of the day star wars is always has always been meant for the the 12 year olds of that generation you and i grew up in a time where we kind of rode the coattails of the original trilogy and we were the twelve-year-olds, thirteen-year-olds of the prequel trilogy, and then now my son is was the twelve-year-old of the sequel trilogy, and he loves the sequel trilogy.
1: Yeah, and that's and
0: that, totally cool for him.
1: Yeah, and there's great stuff, and you know, it's funny is even though that they're as a whole, there are problems with them. There are great scenes in those movies. There's great interactions. There's great Star Wars fun in all of those movies. So, yeah, I feel you. It really, I is. feel you.
0: Mm. It really is, and I think. We just need to remind ourselves not to be too cynical when we watch Star Wars because if it's not working for us, maybe we're not the target audience.
1: Yep. I think I think that little orphan Annie, Leia girl, that's for little kids. You see a five-year-old in a show and you're like, that's who I am. I want to run through the forest. Mean, scary guys. Steal me. Stranger danger. thats I totally feel you. I totally feel you. This show is for... Little kids and what to do, and look for adults and look for women. And, like, I totally hear you.
0: Yeah. And if you see a random bearded guy with a cloak who comes in and says, I'm a friend of your dad's, I'm here to rescue you, trust the guy.
1: Just <laughs> trust him. Get inside of his light speeder, he'll take you to a safe spot. Yep.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but I think that's all we got to say about this. I mean, we just got to stop being so damn cynical. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think we just have to need to know it's Disney Star Wars. You got it. It says Disney's Pinocchio. It says Disney's Mickey Mouse. You just got to like know what comes with that brand.
0: And you know what? I talked to one of the doctors I work with, and he said, "Yes, Star Wars is one hundred percent for kids." But I don't care because I've been eating well my entire life because I love Star Wars. He knows what it is. He's accepted it, and he knows that he has something to bond with his kids over.
1: Agreed. And I love I love all of that. I love that world. Yeah. I want to spend it. It's just it's uh has to be palatable and I'm never going to get my Blade Runner Star Wars movie and I just need to be okay no, with No, I that. mean
0: the people that that stuff is for are the people that go out and play Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor or the the Knights of the Old Republic. The the gamers that are made for the older mature stuff, that's are that's for us. If we yeah, want the and- shows to be that, we probably won't get it. I was about to say.
1: I think it's it's funny. The one place they can do that Star Wars content is in video games. Yeah. They will they'll slap an M on there. They don't mind. It can live in it. It lives in an Xbox One. Mom has to approve
0: the purchase of it. Yeah. I mean, you want to you want a horror movie that Star Wars play Battlefront Two with the Ewok level where you're like you're a lone stormtrooper <laughs> hiding in the dark and being hunted by Ewoks. There's your horror story because that is terrifying.
1: Yo, that would be that is. Horrified, because he would have to kill their little Ewok bodies.
0: And you know no, that, who, who? That's actually be? that's actually a game level you can set up. It's I, terrible.
1: I know, but I'm thinking about it. If that was an episode of a show, like who do you root for? Like, do I want the one Stormtrooper to live, or do I want him to kill all the Ewoks? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think what's worse. I don't know what's worse. It's like those uh, those puzzles. Right, where they're like, would you rather fight 10 five-year-olds or 102-year-olds? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know numbers. I don't know how that works. Like,
0: can I just die and not make the decision? You
1: know, like, why, do I, why do I have to punch children? I don't want to fight children or ducks.
0: Yeah, my son does that all the time. He asks me these impossible questions, and I'm like, I'm just not going to play these games with you anymore because you're a monster. I just Would you
1: rather pay rent for a giraffe or own two horses that live inside of a zoo? And you're like, I have no, I have no context for this. I don't
0: know, dude. Sorry, man. I can't. <laughs> But I think we've said all we can say, so let's wrap it.
1: Yeah. Bye, Star Wars. I'll see you later.
0: Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, You can support what we do here on Patreon at patreon.com slash theculturenerd. Uh, Thank you again, everyone who does currently support us. I've been your host, Taylor Murphy, my co-host, Michael Santel.
1: Thank you for subscribing, Dad. Thank you for your money, Father.
0: Yep. Uh, One of his supporters is his dad. That's a thing. And, uh... Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we will see you next time. And by next time, this next episode we're about to do for you. Thank you. Yeah.
1: We're going to change shirts, and we think. Okay, bye.